0: Hi, my name is Aiden Frank, and you are listening to Valleyland, the podcast all about the San Fernando Valley. I am one of your co-hosts.
1: And I am Rebecca Gross. I am your other co-host, and we are here doing this podcast because our good friend Michaela Huber introduced us, and we realized that we both had this idea about the San Fernando Valley.
0: Yeah, we both had the same idea. I was talking to Michaela, told her about the idea. <laughs> and that I wanted to do it. And she said, whoa, my friend Rebecca has the same idea. You guys should link up. And it's, It we was did, crazy. It was we truly did it.
1: crazy. We did it. And here we are. And now we're talking to you all about the San Fernando Valley.
0: Rebecca was actually in a different state when we talked for the first time. This
1: is true. I was in Washington State. I was in Seattle where I went to college. And I did this project in college about the San Fernando Valley. I did a couple projects. And I thought... Gosh, I really miss that goddang valley.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we wanted to just make a podcast where we get to explore all the different uh, things that we find interesting about the valley. We want to find new things that we don't know about the valley. I look up to a lot of comedians that grew up in the valley and have become uh, pretty well-known in uh, the world of comedy. And a lot of famous people grew up in the valley dating back to the early uh, 20th century. So those are all uh, interesting things that I want to explore. Uh, Rebecca, what do you want to do?
1: I mean, I'm fascinated by the history of the valley. I'm fascinated by, you know, in this era of water shortage in L.A., what part of the valley has played in that. The valley's played a huge part in that, Um, and that's something we'll unpack in some later episodes. I'm also fascinated in the culture of the valley, and particularly in countercultures, How has music, how has skateboarding, how have these things developed here, Um, especially because it is the Valley and it's a different part than the main part of LA.
0: Right. So this is our first episode. This is kind of just a way for us to introduce ourselves. Uh, We've talked about what what our goal for the Valley is, and we're going to play some things after this intro for our first episode. So... Uh, The first part that we're going to play are some different uh, quick little interviews we uh, had with some people at Reseda Rising.
1: Yeah, just like a little background on Reseda Rising. Um, The 1111 Art Collective, a valley organization, created something called Reseda Rising. It's a street fair where they shut down a part of Sherman Way. And have music, have art vendors, thrifts, zines are being sold. It's a really cool event. And we had a chance to go there and talk to one of the creators, the founders of the 1111 Collective, and then some vendors that were there. So you'll be hearing some of that coming up. And then the second part of our podcast today is going to be an interview we had with Tommy Gelinas. And Tommy is the creator and curator for Uh, Valley Relics Museum, which just moved to Van Nuys. Super awesome. Uh, Valley Relics basically takes signs and all these other cool things from different parts of the valley when things close down. You'll hear more from him, but talk about cultural preservation. Uh, Tommy is really preserving what the valley was and what the valley has become. So super cool guy, uh, and we're excited to have you with us.
0: Yeah, this is our first episode. Um, I think our our plan is to hopefully release an episode. Uh, we're gonna we said we'd start with once a month, and hopefully, I think we both want to make that a little more often. Uh, these things take a little time, interviewing people, editing, all that sort of stuff. So we hope you enjoy the first episode and stay tuned for many more to come.
2: The valley. Is the hand that feeds LA. The mission for Los Angeles is in the valley.
1: Coming up is our interview with Addie Gonzalez Renteria. She is the co founder and co director of 1111, a creative collective. A valley organization that put on Reseda Rising. Hear what she had to say about why Reseda Rising is important to her and why she cares about the Valley.
3: We are uh, 1111, a creative collective. We are a 501 a nonprofit arts organization. We have been doing Valley-based events since 2008, I want to say. Uh, but we didn't become a nonprofit until 2013, 2014. And part of our mission was to really like feature and create a cohesive cultural hub in the valley because the valley is so big yeah Um, so myself um and my business partner have been working on this um you know like i said for almost 10 years now um rising is the kind of representation of everything that we do we we act as liaisons with the artists, but we work really closely with the city. So this event in particular is a partnership with um, council member Bob Blumenfield and his, um, he has an initiative called Reseda Rising. And we focus mainly on this strip of Sherman Way um, because there's gonna be a lot happening on this strip. And so we kind of wanted people to come out and not only kind of claim the street um, as their own, and imagine it as something different, like what the potential of this street is. Um, Reseda really has a lot of history and culture and music. And I think it's, you know, I think, like, there's a lot of um, talent in the San Fernando Valley that doesn't really have the outlet or the space to come and showcase their talent. Mm-hmm. So this is a way for us to kind of invite everybody to come out and participate and, like, you know, show us what you got kind of thing. Valley, you know, we have in this particular event, we have all Valley brewers. Um, most of the bands are valley-based, except for the leading uh, band, the headliners, Fart Barf. Cool. And that's part of our mission, is to bring LA bands out to the valley, rather yeah. than us all, you know, having to go all the way to LA all the Absolutely, time. Yeah. So we're really happy about that. They're super fun band. We're super excited to see them. Cool. Um, we have about 90 vendors. They're most all valley-based as well. Very cool. We have art workshops. We have CSUN participating. We have the LA Kings, because the LA Kings are actually going to do an ice rink. And the empty lots that you see behind wow, you so this whole empty like lot
4: winter
3: yeah well it's going to be it's also going to have a community center oh, cool. um and that is actually going to happen in the next few years and that's part of the reason like i said like it's reimagining and it really yeah. is like Reseda rising Limley setting up shop at the corner where the Reseda theater used to be so you know this street really has a lot of history and a lot of potential yeah. i think as a matter of fact we have uh, if you walk down the booths we have uh valley relics and my valley pass and they're doing a walking tour of uh sherman way where all of the uh shooting locations for boogie nights took place because you know it's like the church was here and that's part of the movie so they're doing a walking tour tour. scenes from drive at the uh,
0: chinese the Great wall
3: yeah Yeah. right so there's you know there's there's a lot of things happening here and i think what you know just as an arts organization and kind of You know, we we are really proud to say that we are really community-based. We take a lot of pride in involving and collaborating with other organizations that are value-based. We have off-the-wall graffiti, we have the Great One Eaters, we have a lot of bands that are, you know, up-and-coming bands. And so it's really important for us to feature them and showcase them and kind of give them a platform where they can showcase their talents. Totally. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about your personal connection to the valley and like, did you grow sure. up here? Any other- I did not grow up in the valley. I actually hated the valley when <laughs> I first moved here. I moved here when I was 18. Um Where did you move to in LA? I actually grew up in like southeast LA. I went to Bell High School. Um,
0: when you were growing up in that time, like what or your feelings about the valley? Like, I didn't know
3: your... about the valley uh-huh. to be honest with you. I think like the first time I felt I like knew about the valley was when my dad got a job here. He worked in Panorama City. Uh-huh. Um and the first time I came here was when we moved. Mm-hmm. And you know, me like driving over the 405 and the kind of like, you know, I was like, "What is this place distance, and why is it yeah. so far?" Yeah. And I was actually angry cuz like all of my friends were back in LA. Um, But, you know, one of the kind of magical things for me personally is like the valley keeps like keeps me like coming back to it. I moved to Philadelphia. I moved to Phoenix. And for whatever reason, like my parents are here. So that's a huge reason. But really, like I got married here in the valley. Like I've you know, I'm like creating a family here. Like all of my closest friends are here. My business partner and my best friend live here. She has a long history living here. She's like a third generation valley girl. Yeah. I think I just kind of felt really I was very intrigued by the valley. I felt like when I first moved here I was like, what is what do people do? You know? And and then when I found out I was like, you know, like let's make this happen. Like like why don't if no one else is doing it, like why aren't we doing it? And that's kind of, you know, how it got started. But I've been here twenty years. So cool. I consider myself a bona fide valley girl. I love <laughs> I
0: love it. Coming up is our interview with CJ Barina. He is the CEO of Collective Lifestyle LA, which was a boutique clothing store, but also much more than that. Coming up.
5: Uh, my name name's CJ Barina. I'm the founder of Collective Lifestyle. Um, we were a clothing store that uh, had a purpose of providing fashion, music, art, and live events to the Valley.
0: Um, what? Uh, I mean, you, did you... First of all, did you grow up in the valley?
5: Yeah, born and raised. Uh, grew up in Northridge. Never left. Went yeah. to went to middle school at Our Lady of Lords in Northridge. Went to Almanian Mission Hills. Then went to CSUN for college.
0: Never left. Yeah. So I know that your store, as you mentioned, was a lot more than a clothing store, um, and I'm I'm sure you're trying to continue doing that somewhere else. Um, what was the motivation to turn collective lifestyle into much more of like a boutique clothing store?
5: Um, it was basically to, to provide culture for the Valley. Uh, you know, kind of growing up, you kind of hear all these things like, oh, the Valley's pretty boring, there's nothing to do in the Valley, and we kind of wanted to add something there, like, you know, add some art nights, some music nights, some open mics, you know, whatever we could add, just try to add that to the Valley, yeah.
0: What is, uh, what is special about the Valley to you in particular? Um, Compared to the rest of Los Angeles.
5: I mean for me it's just home is you know it's, it's where you grow up and you got you know you got to show love for where you grew up. you got to do something for the you know for the city before you bounce you know yeah. so yeah
0: Have you seen changes in the valley uh, as you've as you've grown up in the valley?
5: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean I, I feel like in the last three years since we've opened I've seen way more change than ever. I've really seen that culture like really flourish. I've seen artists come out, I've seen brands come out. Um, I've seen the whole music and art scene and even this, like the street festival scene I've seen that really come out so um, that was pretty cool to see in the last few years so, yeah.
0: um, What's your next uh, what's the next step with, with Collective in particular?
5: Yeah, so, so we actually just um, shut our store down a few months ago um, we, were, we decided a, a clothing store isn't like the best thing to do um, so we're actually trying to open a creative space in the next few months hopefully, hopefully by January and uh, it'll be in the valley in Chatsworth yeah. What will
1: be featured at the collective
5: space? Um, So we're, we're trying to do a little bit different stuff, um, more creative type of stuff, like more business to business to help brands and uh, businesses in the Valley try to grow their brands. Um, so we're going to have stuff from like uh, a photo studio, video studio, uh, podcast, recording area. Wow, um, we're awesome. going to be doing screen printing, uh, direct to garment printing, like commercial printing, stuff like that. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Is a part of your, are you, uh, as like the creator of Collective, are you involved in like local politics at all? Do you try to educate people about local political things going on?
5: Yeah, um, so with, with having a business there, I guess you, the, the local government does get involved. Um, they actually reached out to me, and they got me to join the Northridge South Neighborhood Council. So I got involved there. Um, I'm also on a committee called Northridge Vision, which is like a—it's kind of urban. It's like an urban planning uh, committee that helps plan the the vision for Northridge. So I'm also part of that. Um, I feel like there's more, but I'm missing. So, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, getting involved, it does it, it kind of happen naturally, and and those uh, those people in government do kind of reach out to you. Cool.
1: So,
0: yeah. Cool. No, all
4: good. Awesome. Very cool, dude. Sweet.
1: Glad to meet
0: you. Next up is an interview with Ralph. Unfortunately, we didn't catch Ralph's last name, but Ralph was one of the members of one of the lowrider clubs that appeared at Reseda Risings. Lowriders and car culture in general has been a big part of the Valley since the beginning, and Ralph had some really interesting things to say about that. Enjoy.
4: I guess I would say that you know cars are part of everybody. You know They're everywhere. You know, and we bring out as much as we can, and as often as we can out here, to support whatever we have. I mean, everybody takes our culture as a bad influence, but look, we're all here intermingling with everybody where nobody's getting you know crazy or nutty you know we know we know how to yeah yeah exactly man this is this is years before even us you know you know we just keep the tradition that's it just keep it going you know as much as we can as as much as we can but we don't got many places to hang out because nobody accepts us you know especially the low rider section of it hot rods muscle cars everything else can be accepted everywhere else but low riding is the one that's you know, always excluded, you know? But we try to be as humble and as normal as we can with everybody, you know? Yeah. And, and show up, you know, as proper as we can and leave and respect anything that they tell us, you know? Yeah. Fire marshes tell us one thing, we'll do what they say. that I mean, it's, overall, they're the ones that are running it, you know?
5: Yeah. And we come to
4: support everybody, you know? And as many places as they do it in the valley, we'll be there to support it as long as they accept us. Cool. you know let us come out you know how many yeah. different car clubs are here yeah. i would say be, there's about 15 different car clubs and yeah, there's about 15 guys different i don't know if you guys seen back here in the back corner there's about seven or eight different clubs in that corner and then these guys are all pretty much two two and two are from different areas you know of them come down all the way from ventura to hang out in resita you know wow cool. i grew up in Reseda all my life so you know anything that we can do here? I'm here to support it. You know? Yeah.
0: What part of Reseda do you
4: grow up? in? I actually grew up right here, from Sherman Way, White Oak. Okay, cool, yeah, this is my wow.
0: area. I, I went really to Rosita,
4: Tampa, Roscoe. Oh, up right up the street. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I live over there now. Yeah. No, uh, I live oh. over there by those, those big lots over there yeah, now. Yeah. But yeah, all our lives here. So you know, we try to support as much as we can and do it as long as they let us, you know?
1: Having grown up in the valley and now living here still, have you seen like the culture change at all with cars or without cars just in general?
4: It's changed for the better. Yeah. More people, more involved, different, you know, different uh, cultures into our style now, Uh huh. you know, so now everybody's being accepted, you know? We got all types, you know, different people from different countries, you know, that are, you know, starting to come in and like the style and they're doing it now. Now their kids are doing it, so, you know it's just a, it's never gonna end. That's all I gotta say, you know. It's just like a, it was back in the 50s, 60s, and who knows in the future is still gonna continue being the same. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna be out there. <laughs> as long cool. as we got a spot to crash, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna be there, you know?
1: Next up is our interview with Tommy Jelinus. Once again, he is the founder and curator of the Valley Relics Museum. We talked to Tommy for quite some time.
0: Yeah, we talked to Tommy for almost two hours. And so to uh, cut down for time for our first episode, we basically uh, cut up the best parts of the interview that we thought were most relevant to the conversation because in natural conversation, you just go off on tangents. So the way this conversation starts off or what you'll hear is really like 20 minutes into us talking. And what we were really talking about was asking Tommy about his, uh, perspective on the Valley from what he does with Valley Relics. And so, um, he really just jumps into the history of the Valley, starting with pop culture and how many famous people grew up in the Valley and how many names in Hollywood, uh, came from the Valley. And we just go from there.
1: And you'll hear us in between some clips with Tommy introducing kind of where we are in that conversation since we had to splice it and cut it up a little bit. So don't be surprised when you hear us cutting in once in a while. But yeah, mainly our conversation centered around the culture of the valley and whether or not it's changed and where it's at right now. So we hope you enjoy. There's, there's a lot to take in here. So sit tight.
2: You go anywhere. In the world, Switzerland to New York, from Los Angeles to the San Fernando Valley, and you open yearbooks, and what you're going to find is that Norma Jean, Marilyn Monroe, went to Van Nuys mm-hmm. High School, um, and she lived in Van Nuys. Robert Redford. Then you had the Warner Brothers Ranch here. You had James Cagney's ranch here. Clark Gable. Um, the Lucio, Jackson family. Jackson family. Um, Lucille Ball, Desi Arnaz Ranch mm-hmm. in Chatsworth. Um, you had um, the Rat Pack, Living in Chatsworth, which was all the young, good-looking, mm-hmm. you know, actors of that era. Mm-hmm. You had just, you know, from uh, Liberace to Johnny Cash, from Bing Crosby to Bob Hope, from Barbara Sandwick to the Marx Brothers. right and they lived in the valley and it was a way from the, for them to get away from the hustle and bustle of Hollywood, Beverly Hills you know, Mid-Wilshire and own a huge piece of property race horses, have uh, a, an area to bring friends and family and have those backyard barbecues yeah, it was the and, wild they all, west. and they lived right. in the valley their ranch homes were in the valley uh, the very first um BMX tracks here we created the BMX sport here all the BMX manufacturers were here Uh, a lot of the (laughs) car culture stuff started here Mm -hmm. Um, we had some of the first indoor malls here in the world Wow! Um, so the valley had this whole cultural thing of the dune buggies motorcycle racing Mm -hmm. Um, we had the uh, San Fernando uh, drag strip So we were doing drag racing here, we had motorcycle tracks here, Um, we had the BMX tracks here, we had Champion, Redline, Mongoose, Robinson, Gary Littlejohn, those are the grandfathers of BMX. Some of the very first BMX races started here.
0: Yeah. My favorite scene probably of all time in... E.T.? Yeah. It's the BMX scene in E.T. when they're like... Take mobbing off. down, Yeah, mobbing down those those housing e. developments. E.T. Park.
2: Yeah. So we can go on. Now we can jump to movies. Like We can go on on like, all the significance that the valley has. Yeah. We can sit here and talk for hours. So we can talk BMX and the manufacturing <laughs> of BMX and the tracks. We yeah. can talk about all the chopper companies that yeah. made all of the cool chopper accessories, frames, uh, engine accessories, all the um, hot rod guys that started from the Don Perdomes to Ed Pink to... I mean, you name it. So there's just so much that the valley has created. So we talk about BMX. We'll talk about the famous people that lived here. Um, We can talk about the movies that were filmed here from The Lone Ranger to E.T. to Pulp Fiction. It just goes on. We just didn't really care, you Mm -hmm. know? We always, people talk doo-doo about the valley because they didn't understand it. We didn't care. It was our own culture. We were building hot rods here. Yeah, They had the water, we had the empty pools. They had the surfboard, we had the skateboards. They would like to claim that they started the whole skate thing, but a lot of skating the pool started here. A lot of the manufacturers were here. Early skateboard companies started here. Even Valsurf included in that. Yeah. yeah,
1: So we asked Tommy, out of all of these things that made the valley what it was, do those things still exist? Uh, Are they still what makes the valley the valley? Or is the culture something completely different now? This is what he had to say about that.
2: There's a lot of valley pride, and there is a lot of history, and there is a lot of culture. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I think that if you were to step back 25 years ago, you would be able to catch the tail end of such a great place, such as having... You know panorama city believe it or not had the broadway or box robinson's it was like a really exclusive place to go back in the 50s 60s and you know part of the 70s um yes it got run down um a lot of our architecture was torn down yeah so when the earthquake too yeah a lot of it was built with ambestos then we had a lot of flooding and then we had the 71 earthquake well I'm just claiming the 71 because I experienced, because I'm yeah. old. I was this, born right after the Northridge earthquake. Right. So you have the 71 earthquake that did a lot of damage, and then you had the 94 earthquake that did a lot of damage. So there are some natural disasters that didn't help between the flooding and earthquakes. Yeah. But then anything that was left, somebody that's not from here that would buy an old building that's part of the original you know, Van Nuys Tract. You know, they just tore it down and built something else. So the culture and the architecture did disappear. And if you were to take someone that's, you know, in their 30s or in their 20s, you know, to them, they're coming kind of to Bakersfield. And we want some of those cultural aspects brought back. And I think the Valley Relics Museum has spent the last 20 years going, we have history here. Mm -hmm. and the valley is a cool place and the valley was a fun place and we can make it a good place so when you walk into the valley relics museum you're really taking a step back in time Mm -hmm. you're really being educated that the valley did have culture and history and it gives people a sense of pride and the valley relics museum uh is a zero tolerance um nonprofit that really takes pride in our culture and our history and preserving my thing is to cherish what we had and preserve yeah. what's left and create a museum where people can come and go wow I had no idea the significance that the valley had the role it played in the nation mm-hmm. by producing the best warplanes um some of the best you know movies Um, Produced 62 million Chevrolets out of Van Nuys. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of stuff that was made in the Valley for the military pretty much gave us our freedom. The United Mm -hmm. States, it's freedom.
1: Thank you so much for joining us this week. There are a few people we really need to thank. Uh, This podcast would not be possible without Tom Stasinus. He mixed and mastered this podcast and made it sound as beautiful as it ended up sounding. Thank you also to Monica Newhouse who designed the logo for our podcast. Again, this would not be possible without you. Thank you so much.
0: And you can check us out online at our website at sfvalleyproject.com. And please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at sfvalleyproject.
1: Thank you so much again for tuning in and we will talk to you next month.